Introducing Sierra's Radio Black Jewish Queen Live Chat with your host, metaphysician, philosopher, and physiotherapist, Dr. Denise Gotati. Hey everyone, welcome to CRS Radio, the Knowledge Station, the Black Jewish Queen live chat. Today, we are going, some of us will learn a little bit, and some of us we won't. We are going to learn a little bit about how Israel celebrates the Passover. And I know throughout every country, there are people who have their various ways of celebrating Passover, right, Billy? And <laughs> this time around, I want to talk to you guys about how Passover is celebrated in Israel. And I want you to chime in, maybe call a friend. Chime in because I want to talk about some Passover recipes because everybody is like, all of the people that I've talked to, they're kind of dreading um, what they have to do for Passover. They are dreading how, you know, they have to uh, get all the hummus out and clean out their cabinets from anything leaven, but you know what? This particular feast day, I enjoy myself because I enjoy being creative and making all kinds of things, you know, for Passover, the way that Israel celebrates. So anyway, I want you guys to just stay tuned, and I will be back after this commercial break. Shalom and hello. This is Dr. Denise Gotades. I am a metaphysician and a licensed psychotherapist and a natural medicine doctor. I am also the host of the Black Jewish Queen live chat and also one of the hosts of the chat reel with Billy and Friends. If you are enjoying these programs, please support our cause to keep our programs on the air so that we can continue covering topics that matter to you. You can send your donations in any amount to paypal.me slash psychotherapy C-H-E-C-K-O-U That is paypal.me slash psychotherapy C-H-E-C-K-O-U We look forward to your support. Thank you so much for listening to our program. I think we should sing this. Let's try this.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, today, I'm going to cover and talk a little bit about Passover. So, <laughs> all the listeners, if you want to chime in at any time, feel free to do so. And my question to you, because sometimes I'm always asking, you know, of course, I am always asking the the guest questions and stuff. My question to you is, have you prepared for Passover? Have anybody prepared for Passover out there to go to a shul? And I'm sure that you have, because on certain times, you have to... um, just get all of the leaven out of your home. So have you prepared for Passover? And excuse this, let's see. What do you want to get some ideas for Passover recipes? Um, this was my question that I had posed to everybody that is listening. And because on this program, I wanted to get some recipes out there to you if you celebrate Passover. And um, did you sell? Did you sell anything yet of the unleavened? You know, that is normally a tradition that the Jewish people do right before Passover, getting the unleavened bread out of the house. And I wanted to know what your favorite and your unfavorite thing about Passover was. And I had a few things what some people had shared with me and told me what their own favorite thing was because every time Passover rolls around, even in Israel, there is uh, anxiety <laughs> about the holiday because certain people, they want to eat, you know, Latin still, but traditionally when everybody was in a rush to leave Egypt during that time with Moses, they had to leave the yeast. They had to take the flour that they had and go. This is why this tradition is common. We Everybody, you know, always um, have an unleavened bread, a bread that will not rise. And so, anyways, while I am talking, you are welcome to Call in to give your thoughts about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's another way for Passover. Um, I'm going to be sharing with you what I do for Passover and give some recipe ideas. And um, if you want to do the same, I welcome you in every way to call in and um, do so. Okay? So, anyway, our friend Billy... Um, he was with us, but hopefully he'll tune back in because he was learning too a little bit about, you know, the Passover, the way that it is celebrated in Israel. So he will be back, guys. Um, but for now, let's dive into it because I want to share with you what I do, you know. And I'm just going to share it, and then I want to go into some recipes, y'all, because a lot of people don't really know, you know, what to cook or what to do with the unleavened bread that they have to eat during the whole time of Passover. (laughs) And 
it is quite, quite um, amazing. Well, we, you know what? I find the holiday just so fun because, you know, me, I like to go in the kitchen and make a mess in anything and every way I can. Well, I know there's others. Some of my some of my girlfriends and some of my, you know, they tell me, Hey, shoot, you know, I'm dreading um doing I'm I'm kind of in dread because, you know, I don't have that much I don't have that many recipes that I could go into and the many things that I could cook or that we could really eat. And then you know what, you try getting kids to eat unleavened bread for that long, you know, that some people tell me, oh, my goodness, you know, it's just nearly, 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 nearly impossible. But you know what? I want to let you guys know that there is a way to eat unleavened bread for all of those days, okay? And um, one of the things, which I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm headed to my show tomorrow because I'm helping out with, you know, the Passover meal for the show and everything. And I think that I'm going to be probably helping her with um, a vegan Passover, even matzo balls. And so, see, my thing was many people don't think that there's that many things that you can actually fix during Passover to really, really, uh, you know, make it enjoyable while you eat things that don't have any kind of yeast in it, but it is all kinds of recipes out there. And I want to go through some of them, okay? I'm going to go through the simplest and maybe to some people complicated, but it's not really complicated all all that much. As long as you have your matzo meal, you can make quite a few enjoyable things. And you know what? I want to. I want. I'm looking at some recipes right now as I'm talking to you about Passover because there's tons of out there. Okay, the first one that is so yummy. One of the recipes that I enjoy during Passover, and you know what? It's no leaven whatsoever, and it is kosher for Passover, okay? It's called a Passover chocolate chip cookie. And, you know, I'll just go online. ToriAvery.com offers this particular recipe. I mean, this recipe is awesome. She says these rich and decadent matzo chocolate chip cookies are so good, you won't miss the hummus. It's kosher. It's kosher. It's kosher for Passover, y'all. It's good. You won't be, you know, don't feel guilty because they don't have any yeast in it. It has no yeast in it. And Tori, on her website, she Tori, Toria, she 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 tells a lot. She has a lot of recipes. Okay, so um, with the chocolate chip Passover chocolate chip cookies, this is some of the ingredients that she shared with everyone. She says it's like one cup of unsalted butter. Okay, which is like two sticks of butter. 
and one and a half cup of brown sugar is two tablespoons of honey, two teaspoons of vanilla, a fourth teaspoon of kosher salt, two large eggs, one and one half cup of matzo cake meal, a half cup of matzo meal, and then you only have two cups of chocolate chips. And you know I'm covering the dessert part because <laughs> that's the best part. So that everything else, you know, you'll feel like that you're just eating and eating on a normal day. You won't even remember that, hey, it's Passover, and I have to do the same thing, go to the same place, same thing, and do the same bland, you know, diet. It gives uh, a little bit, I hope, it's offering a little bit of motivation for those are trying to come up with Passover recipes because this is to make it fun. And you know what to make it even funner? Invite friends over to help you do these, these um, chocolate chip cookies because this really, this is one good recipe. And you know, on Passover, I noticed that a lot of people, um, they do a lot of, um, a lot of kugel. And uh, Passover apple kugel, it is just so many things that you could do. And Passover egg noodles and everything. Um, one of my um, one of my friends, um, well, one of my friends that I had experienced, then you know, got me to doing it because I was doing some Passover pizza, and you know, Passover pizza. You take the matzo cracker, and with the matzo cracker, uh, you have like a a kosher <laughs> a pizza sauce that you spread on the top of the cracker, okay? And then all you do is you could put cheese on the top of the on the top of it. And then you have yourself a pizza. And then guess what? You can add anything that you want to it. You can add the bell pepper. You can add pineapple. You can add onions. You can add um, olives. As long as it is kosher and you could just eat that thing up. I do that every Passover. You know, it, it, if you are a pizza-eating person, uh, you know, around Passover, you, that is, you know, you could still have pizza, but you have it with the matzo bread. And, you know, um, sometimes people, they just don't like to purchase um, matzo crackers. So when they, when they, um, when they go and they purchase, they don't like the taste of it all day, every day. Um, dry in the mouth. I even seen some people take a stick of butter for a snack and put butter all over the matzo cracker, and I'm like, whoa, that just that's 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 a bit much for me. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, the matzo 
the mantra, uh, it doesn't have to be so boring. If you want to get creative while you are doing these recipes with that matzo, those matzo crackers, make your own. But make sure that you don't leave the dough sitting out because all you do is that, all you do is um, you put your, your salt in it and your flour and everything and you just stir in your water. If you want to make your own, sometimes that's the funnest thing to do. You can even put humus on it. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, give everybody uh, a little bit of something who just don't like to do those seven days without, you know, those seven to eight days without, uh, you know, having that yeast. Because if you think about it, yeast, Yeast blows up everything, and when you're eating yeast, sometimes it can even blow up your stomach. You know how they put yeast in beer and stuff? Guys, I'm not a fan of beer, but they put beer in yeast, and then the guys, they just keep on drinking it up like Al Bundy, and then they get them little fat beer bellies and stuff, and that's all you see. And you could imagine a guy sitting in front of the couch with a beer in his hand, and then you see all of this stuff hanging down and everything. That's what I imagine when people drink too much beer. And yeah, you just think of yeast in a worst way you can. And that'll get you through it, too. That's one of the suggestions so that you will be able to enjoy your Passover. Now, while I'm just blibber-blabbering, I'm going to take you and I want to, I want to share another recipe that you possibly can do, okay? Um, I'm in the dessert because some of the desserts that I'm seeing – they are absolutely yummy looking. And you know, some of the things, I'm going to try them. I want to get y'all excited out there about Passover, okay? Um, ooh, this one's interesting. Let me see if I could zoom in on this one because I see all kinds of Passover casseroles because there's a Passover green bean casserole. Now, if you are a fan of casseroles and everything, um, check out the Passover green bean casserole. And you can find this recipe on myfoodandfamily.com. It's myfoodandfamily.com. And it's Passover green bean casserole. Okay? Cook up this Passover green bean casserole using kosher ingredients, and your family will adore it. This Passover green bean casserole features fresh green beans, garlic, almonds, and more delicious ingredients. Now, y'all, I didn't try this one, but I'm just looking at the picture. It looks yummy. So if you try it, you got to let me know and tell me how it tastes, just in case I don't try it. Okay? But anyway... These are the ingredients or the green bean uh, Passover casserole. You could often go to uh, myfoodsandfamily.com. You could have two pounds of fresh green beans, prim cut crosswise in half, okay? 
eight ounces of Philadelphia cream cheese softened, a half a cup of milk, a half a, a half a teaspoon of black pepper, two cloves, garlic, which is minced and divided, a half a cup of almonds sliced, a fourth cup of kosher uh, for Passover, panko bread crumbs, okay? So if you want to get more in-depth of this particular recipe, MyFoodAndFamily.com offers the um, way you prepare a Passover green bean casserole, okay? Um, with all of these recipes throughout all of the days, it is going to get many families to uh, <laughs> get through it. Okay, now, for breakfast, y'all, I believe uh, they even have um, Passover pancakes. <laughs> and Passover pancakes, if you do not want to miss your pancakes, but you know what? They say that they're moist and fluffy pancakes, you guys, <laughs> for Passover. And you know what? I mean, we are not supposed to have yeast. I know if you leave flour for just a little bit, it kind of rises. So these are my suggestions, but at the same time, be careful because, I mean, uh, sometimes flour, if you leave it for a while, it uh, has a yeast to it. And the yeast, it will cause, you know, um, it makes its own yeast and it rises and everything. So be careful that you don't get the yeast in the uh, in whatever you're doing because I'm looking at these Passover pancakes, y'all. And this Passover pancakes, uh, it looked like it got a little rise to it unless they took another generic picture from somewhere else. But anyway. I will uh, give you guys the recipe for Passover pancakes, you know, for your breakfast, you know, okay? So here goes. Here goes nothing, all right? Passover pancakes, you can get this recipe for the tasteofkosher.com. So it's got to be kosher for sure, okay? So you visit that website, thetasteofkosher.com. And um, it's got Passover pancakes. You use a four, one and one and one fourth cup of uh, matzo meal, a half a cup of potato starch, one and one half tablespoons of baking powder, a half a cup of white sugar, a half a teaspoon of salt, four eggs, a half a cup of water, and two tablespoons of oil. Now, these particular uh, pages that I'm calling out, you go to when you get the full directions, okay? You could go to thetasteofkosher.com, and this particular uh, Passover pancakes, it uh, makes six servings. So you have to go to thetasteofkosher.com, and you can get the recipe for those Passover pancakes. Okay, so it's, you know, different ways that people can make chicken. You can make lamb, simmers, 
Uh, you can make, um, let's see, what else? Brisket, everybody makes brisket. They even have a Passover meatloaf. So, guys, it is plenty of things that people uh, can enjoy Passover because I know that in all of those days, you could just go online and be creative. And there are some people who will just eat salad. <laughs> like my friend told me, Anya, she's on Talk Israel, and she said those days is when she and everyone eat salad because, you know, some people, hey, with the Feast of Unleavened Bread of the Passover, you get so bored eating you know, eating the same thing, but this is why I'm offering <laughs> the Passover recipes. But everybody, hold that stop, and I will be back after this, okay? Hold that thought. I'll be back. From author Dr. Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and outside of his creation and what does a metaphysical god have to do with you and the creation around you you are a very big piece of a huge puzzle the metaphysical god in relation to his creator from author dr denise gotadis is available on amazon order your copy right now
Introducing the Black Jewish Queen live chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Yes, welcome back to CRS Radio, the knowledge station, the Black Jewish Queen live chat. And today, we are talking everything Passover, and we will be talking Everything Passover from this point on till Passover ends. And on the ninth coming up, I have some very important and special guests that will be joining us from Madison, Wisconsin, um, from Beth Israel, and they will be sharing some of their Passover ideas, and also we will be talking to Madison, Wisconsin, the black, the African-American Jewish group, and they will be joining us on the 9th, but meanwhile, we are talking about Passover. <laughs> okay. Now, the other thing about Passover, we were just discussing uh, recipes, okay? What about some of the other things about Passover, the meaning of Passover? And you know what? I'm sitting here talking about recipes, but we can get creative with the recipes. 
you know, we always go into the different stories of Passover, but when we go into those different stories, we could create little games and little things for those who have children, you know. Um, many have small children, and the children, you know, it's a way of uh, teaching them how to observe it. And, you know, with the things that we cook and the things that we create, we can go into uh, things that we cook, all of these recipes, and, you know, make them look like things. Like, say, for instance, um, some of the desserts, you know, that's being prepared, um, hey, you can make them look like, you know, the plague. You know, you, you know how little, well, not necessarily little girls, but little boys, when they reach that little bug age and stuff, you could get creative with uh, your culinary skills and with the Passover desserts. And, you know, make them look like some of the plagues. You know, even the uh, the frogs, there's people who, who could get creative and they can really, really cook. And they enlist their children to help them. And then with the Passover dessert, they get creative and make the little bitty creatures, let's say the little frogs, the little uh, flies, the little boys, they seem to, you know, like that creativity. And you mothers know what I'm talking about. But you can get creative. You know, Passover, it doesn't have to be, um, <laughs> how shall I say it, that dreaded, um, <laughs> tasteless holiday. Now, you know, one Passover, I made like a lasagna. And I had got this recipe from um, from all recipes. And this was called Passover matzah lasagna. And you know what? It was actually pretty good. But the one thing that you don't use in Passover lasagna, you don't use the noodles. Because, you know, you can guess what takes the place of the noodles. <laughs> it is the matzo board. Okay? And um, this recipe was offered to um, allrecipes.com by... Rottles, Rottles, com, And um, a lot of people, they're like, how do we celebrate Passover and still enjoy the foods that we like that does have leaven in it with, when Passover, you know, when Passover's not here. And so Rottles, he made uh, Passover masa lasagna from um, the Passover board, you know, and I made this one year too, and it's very, it's really, really quite simple, okay, the recipe calls for six masa sheets, masa sheets, you know, the um, unleavened that everybody's going to be eating, <laughs> and it calls for four eggs, lightly beaten, okay, and 
you need a 24-ounce carton of cottage cheese, okay? You only need one. You need one 24-ounce carton of cottage cheese. And then after that, you're going to need one 8-ounce package of mozzarella cheese shredded and divided, okay? And you're going to need one 28-ounce jar of Monero sauce, all right? Mar- you know, so, so marinara. So anyways, this, all of these things, all of these ingredients is going to, um, if you go on all recipes, you can see the full recipe, okay? You'll get the full directions of how to make the Passover matzo lasagna. And you can use these matzo boards. The matzo boards are used in place of noodles. And um, it really, really tastes like the real deal, okay? You do create your oven to 350, okay? And you're going to soak your matzo sheets in a large bowl of hot water until it's, like, really tender for about 30 seconds. Don't soak it any longer than 30 seconds because if you do, you're going to have melted, a, met, a melted mess on your hands. Just um, soak it for 30 seconds. This is going to give the effect that um, it's a noodle. You know what I'm saying? And then you combine the eggs, the cottage cheese, a half of them, uh, mozzarella cheese in a bowl, and you pour a half a cup of Monero sauce on the bottom of a 9 by 13 inch baking pan. You place two mozza sheets over the sauce and pour another layer of sauce over the sheet. Spread a half of the cheese mixture on the top, then another layer of sauce. So you're going to layer it like you layer it when you're cooking regular lasagna using noodles. Okay, you continue later layering this until all the mozzarella sheets are used. And once they're used, you're going to sprinkle the remaining mozzarella cheese over the top. And then make sure you preheat your oven to 350. And you do this until the cheese sauce and the cheese and the sauce, everything is melted and the sauce is bubbly. And you're going to do it, you know, you're going to just, you know, leave it in there for 30 to 40 minutes, similar to what you do for a regular lasagna. And um, you'll be able to feed a lot of people. And it will, I mean, you could imagine, hey, you're eating lasagna, like you have the real thing. You can also make a Passover cheesecake with strawberry sauce. And they offer the Passover cheesecake with strawberry sauce. They offer this recipe on myfoodandfamily.com. So there is coconut macaroons for Passover, okay? Um, You can access this recipe from Very Best Baking. I just want to give you guys some ideas about your Passover cooking. And, you know, um, there were ideas offered to me by others, which um, there are some things that I will try to do a little different, you know, um, this year. So, yes, we are going to have a wonderful Passover, and I hope 
you guys do to do the same that are listening. So anyway, do not forget you sell your your comments because you sell all your leavening out of your house, which we're having our event probably by you know by the end of the week. We have to get rid of all of the things, all of the leavening out of the home, and see. Kids have fun with that. If you have small children, they will help you clear out everything. They'll help you clean everything. Everybody is probably frowning at what I'm saying because everybody dreads the Passover clean. But there is a way to make it fun, especially if you have small children. Okay? Okay. Now, with Passover, there was a message in Passover. It's a message uh, to us all with Passover. It's not just uh, celebrating it, you know, the occasion, just to celebrate something and not really understand the meaning of Passover. We know that Passover happened so that the children of Israel during the time of their captivity in the land of Egypt when they worked as slaves. We know that it was a time when Hashem, God, he rescued the children of Israel from the bondage of Pharaoh. And Passover is also called Pesach, Pesach. And it is a major Jewish holiday, and it celebrates the biblical story of the Israelites' escape from slavery in Egypt. And um, this occurs on the 15th day of the Hebrew month of Nisan, okay? The first month of Av or spring, and the word Pishiach or Passover can also refer to the Corban Pishiach, the Paschal Lamb that was offered in the temple in Jerusalem, okay? And it stood to the Passover Seder, the ritual meal on Passover night. And it is also called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And it is biblically ordained, okay? Um, so this is celebrated in Israel, and it is celebrated throughout the world, okay? In the land of Israel, you might see the Passover, it lasts for seven days, okay? And sometimes it could even last for eight days uh, for many of the Jewish people that is in the diaspora, okay? It's based on the concept of Yom Tov Shani, okay? All right, so... Anyway, this feast of unleavened bread, it is celebrated throughout the world by the Jewish people. And um, this commemorates their escape from the land of Egypt when Pharaoh would not let the children of Israel go. As you heard earlier, it is my favorite song. Oh, my goodness, I could play it forever. It was the Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston song, okay? I know a lot of you guys, you know, heard it. You heard that song. And um, they sung that song in commemoration 
of Passover because when the children of Israel, they were able to escape the bondage that a Pharaoh, he put them through. And um, this year, Passover 2023 is going to be celebrated from April 5th through April 13th. Okay, the first Seder will be on April 5th after nightfall. And the second Seder will be on April 6th after nightfall. Passover is celebrating by eating matzah, which is unleavened bread, and marah, which is the bitter herbs for the duration of the eight through seven days in Israel. And Passover celebrates the emancipation, which I repeated, of Egyptian slavery. And you know what? That slavery, the Egyptian slavery is like 11. It represents the 11 bread uh, that, um, that was, you know, there. And it was so interesting, guys, and my show last week um, because um, he talked about um, how the children of Israel, how Hashem, he had them to win that representation of the Passover lamb, why they kept the lamb and why they ate the lamb during the time of Passover and they were girded eating that lamb. And oh my goodness, this teaching, it was just so good. He gave, he told, he, I mean, I learned something that I didn't even really know about. Now, they girded themselves and they ate the lamb. The reason why they were eating that lamb after, during that time, and, you know, in Egypt, and all of the Egyptians were passing by looking at them. He shared with us the reason why they were eating that lamb. The Egyptians, they worship the pharaohs, they worship that lamb. And so it was a way of rejecting um, rejecting their gods in Egypt. The reason why, too, the way Hashem had them to do those different things. And, every, I mean, it was just so interesting. I really got something out of going to my shul, and, you know, I'm continuously, as we all, we all never, ever, we never stop learning. And so I, I'm, I, I'm really, really enjoying, I really enjoy it. You know what? Passover is one of my favorite, 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 favorite holidays, and I say holiday or feast because um, I get to have so much fun being creative and being able to cook so many different things, um, it, so many different things, and to, to learn so many different things. Now, we went to the last year, we were Passover Seder at a friend's house in Beersheba, and we got invited to the Passover meal. I think I had taken some pictures, and I sent them out. I will have to pull those back again, but it was very, very nice to have Pishak in um, Israel. And next year, I will be doing that again because I am going back to, I'm going, I intend I'm going back, um, I pray. <laughs> and so anyway, the Passover history, 
though, in a nutshell, it was the Egyptian pharaohs, and it was during a time the Israelites were subjected to backbreaking labor and unbearable horrors. Okay, um, Hashem, he saw this distress, and he sent Moses and Aaron to Pharaoh with a message to let let the people go so that they will go and serve the living Hashem, the living God. But in spite of the numerous warnings that Hashem gave to Pharaoh through Moses and through Aaron, Pharaoh, he decided he didn't want to let him go. His heart hardened, and each time his heart hardened, God, he sent 10 devastating plagues. It afflicted them with boils, yucky frogs, lice, a number of different things. And it even destroyed their livestock. It destroyed their crops. And you know what? On one occasion, that water, it turned to blood. And, you know, you would have thought after the first two or three times, Pharaoh would have just let the people go. But nope, his heart got hardened. And so at the stroke of midnight of the 50 Nisan in the year 2448 from creation, which is 1313 BCE, Hashem visited the last of the 10 plagues on the Egyptians. And he killed all of their firstborn. And while he did that, because they had to put that lamb blood over the doorpost. And while he was doing that, he spared the children of Israel. And he passed over their home because that mark was over there. And that broke him. That broke him. Pharaoh was like, get out of here. Get out of here. If he killed the firstborn, Moses' God killed the firstborn, well, let's they kill us. We got to get them out of here. And so this was the story of Passover because Passover generally was a time when Hashem, God, he spared all of them. He spared all of their lives. But he passed over the children of Israel, protected them. But but their oppressors, he defeated just by killing their firstborn. And so they got up. It was no time for them to prepare anything at all. And that's how you got your unleavened bread. They did not have anything to prepare, okay? They they didn't have the yeast and the leavening agent that they used. So they basically left in the middle of the night with the clothes on their back because he was like, go, go, go. And as I remember the story, they borrowed all of the finest jewelry, the clothing, and everything from all the men and women of Egypt. They were anxious to just you know, they gave it to him. Yes, you can have it. Get out of here. Get out of here. Lest your God kill us for holding you here. And so they were really anxious 
to go. So they gave the children of Israel all their bounty. Just get them out of here. We don't want anything to do with this. And that's what they did. And that was Passover. They were free, and it included the sacrifice of the Paschal lamb, which was roasted and eaten at the cedar on the first night of the holiday. And this was the case until the Temple of Jerusalem. It was destroyed in the first century. And I'm also referencing from Chabad.org. And Passover is is celebrated into two parts. In first two days and the last two days, it commemorating the splitting of the Red Sea. These are full-fledged holidays, and the holiday candles are lit at night in Kaddish, in the Kaddish, and the uh, sumptuous holiday meals are enjoyed on both nights and days. We don't go to work, we don't drive. In Chabad, he says we don't write. Or switch on or off electric devices were permitted to cook and carry outdoors. And see, I know that it varies depending on which shuls you belong to because there is ultra-Orthodox, Orthodox, conservative, and reform. Those are the first three basic um, shuls. And I know that there are different, um, you know, different ways that, many different Jewish people observe the Passover, okay? And no hummus. With, with hummus, it's, it's the leavening, the spelt, the oats, the rye, the barley, the wheat, even a trace of wheat. We clean, 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 and um, we don't let anything have that fermentation. That's why I say if you homemade your uh, matzah, uh, your matzah meal, you know, your matzah, um, brother, I'm losing my train of thought. If you, well, anyway, if you home make your matzah with the salt, the water, make sure that it does, don't, don't um, keep it out for very long. Hurry up and cook it because if you don't, it's going to rise on its own. There will be a little bit of leavening. <laughs> so beware, Okay. So you must not eat any products with leaven. This includes bread, cake, cookie, cereal, pasta, and most alcoholic beverages, okay? Any processed food or drink can be assumed it could be that leavening stuff, okay? So this is for these days in many Jewish homes, you will see many Jewish people um, not eating and not uh, having anything that is leaven because it is against the observance of Passover, okay? And on the morning before the holiday, okay, the night before, well, some shuls burned the homage. I've seen it. We we live. I lived like in a. We lived in Israel in Beersheba, and there was a shul like. Well, I was standing on the balcony. There was a shul like right across from me, and I think it's Maserati. I'm not sure. My friend, I talked to her last night in Israel, and um, she was telling me um, we were we were we were looking, and 
they were burning their hump. They were burning all their leavening. They brought all the leavening to the shul, and they made a bonfire, and they were burning it up. That's what um, is traditionally done in Israel because you clean out all of the leavens from your house. Anything leaven, I mean, you clean out your cabinets, you clean out everything. Any drop of, don't let a drop of leavening be found in your house the night before Passover. And it's traditional. It's the burning of a hummus, a ceremony, the morning before the holiday. And that's, that's for the, the um, leavening agents that can't be disposed of. So, um, all of these things, it can be sold to non-Jewish people as well. This is how um, the holiday is observed because it's in memoriam from for the things that um, the children of Israel, you know, of course, I keep repeating it, went through. And as the Black Jewish Queen live chat, as... Um, we do our episodes. One well, we're going to do, of course, um, I'm nice. we're going to be talking about a little bit about um, things done, you know, done on Passover. So I want everybody just to, you know, sit back and stay tuned because it is going to be a lot of things that is happening with the Black Jewish Queen live chat. And we are going to have a lineup of even more guests. I wanted today, of course, to talk to you about, um, let you know, about talking Passover. And yes, if anybody have any questions or anything that you want to add here in the studio, you are welcome to join in and say anything, um, you know, and I want to let you know the studio lines are open. But meanwhile, let's still talk Passover because it is a lot to Passover. It's not just, you know, I wanted to just give in this first program of talking about it a little history of it, why the Jewish people celebrate it. And they celebrate it because it is a deliverance from and a celebration that the children of Israel are no longer under Pharaoh's watch. But you know what? We can go into that in the modern day. <laughs> I know a lot of people might have a lot to say about that. But hold that thought. <laughs> I'll be right back after this commercial break. <laughs> Shalom and hello to all of my supporters and listeners. This is Dr. Denise Lopatis, the host of the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat on the Caribbean Radio Show. I proudly support the mission of Give Back Jamaica Incorporated and the founder, Dr. Evie, of the Caribbean Radio Show. Dr. Evie helps children and families throughout Jamaica through shoe donations. We urge our listeners to support this great cause by donation of shoes or any monetary gift of your choice. Any donation, big or small, makes a huge difference, especially during the hurricane season. 
You can contact Dr. Evie by email at givebackjamaica at gmail.com. That is givebackjamaica at gmail.com. Or you can visit the webpage at www.givebackjamaica.org. That is www.givebackjamaica.org. Whatever it takes to build a nation. Bunch of fires, man, they capitalize on hot air, soil like an airplane. Gonna rise in the sky, quick, kind of cocaine, false part of suicide, but you better for the game. Babylon buildings raised like flames, drowning this champagne. Explosion, full of pen, hand grenades. So stained, blowing up in your own domain. Firecrackers win up, but they never maintain. Fires burning, flames are dancing, don't burn a house down, no. Continental 
This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to the Black Jewish Queen. Live chat with Dr. Denise Gotatis. We are back. And thank you, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Black Jewish Queen live chat. We have tons of things, tons of things to share with you about Passover during the times we're doing it. And I, like I said, I just really, really, really enjoy this holiday. And I hope that me talking about it, I hope it encouraged you, you know, to clean with um, (laughs) encouragement and to be creative because each feast day is such, such fun to me, especially when um, we have, you know, the one, you know, we we have um, the different ones where we are, camping out because i mean i went to israel a few times and you know um, here in america of course you call it the feast of tabernacles but um it is uh sukkot in israel that is one fun time because you make it you get your sukkah and you uh, put look, look right now, right now, right now, y'all. It's Passover. I know Sukkot. I know, I know that one. It's um, Sukkot. It's, it's everybody's favorite. But Passover gotta be some of y'all's favorite holiday out there. So <laughs> be encouraged while you're preparing your home for Passover. It is honestly not that bad. Truly, it's not bad at all. And so. Anyway, I want to encourage you. Keep listening in. We're going to have some guests. We're going to be talking Passover. We're going to be talking and giving you great recipe ideas with unleavened bread of how you can continue and, you know, as the days go on. Because, I mean, first the first two or three days, you just get some people just dropping off. <laughs> but... I want to see, I want to see those out there that can actually hang in there and hang in there the, all of the holidays and stay in there and be determined to, you know, celebrate this thing for Hashem um, because, I mean, it is uh, interesting. It is a great um, holiday, the children of Israel being uh, rescued from their oppressor, which is old Pharaoh. And also, in the coming days, I want you to look out for um, a new book. I am working on a second book, and I'm going to give you the title of that book, okay? It is the Tikkun Olam How-To Book. I'm always on here. I'm always talking about Tikkun Olam. But Tikkun Olam is easier said than done. And Tikkun Olam, as you guys know, it is said often to heal the world. We need healing in this world. 
It is so many hurt people, so many devastated people. You could tell the people when they've been hurt, they will lash out at you. That is the reason why you see so many angry people. And so I want you to be looking out for the Tikkun Olam how-to book, and I am working on not only the book, I'm working on the second interview with this book. Um, the first interview, it was the interview when I was being interviewed with the, about the metaphysical God in relation to his creation. And this book is a follow-up book to the metaphysical God in relation to his creation, the Tikkun Olam how-to book. I mean, um, you know, um, some, some of the things that's happening, you know, and, and this is like on a spiritual level, this is on a spiritual level, just like with Pharaoh, um, the Tikkun Olam, the world is really suffering, uh, the, and it needs a healing. Uh, just as the children of Israel, they needed healing from the things that they were facing in Egypt with the slavery that Pharaoh had put them through. And as a matter of fact, there are so many traumatic things happening to people in our day and age because people, you know, don't care anymore about others, you know, at times. This is why sometimes we have to stop, we have to check ourselves, and we have to um, remember the things that Hashem, he put us on the earth for. He put all of his creation, in other words, it's good. It's a good creation. And he meant for everybody to live and to prosper and to be happy. But you know what? In the world we live in, it's not possible for some people. And as I said in the old book, hey, we're all little puzzle pieces. And so this book is going to be a follow-up of really um, metaphysical God in relation to his creation. The first book will give you that basis and that foundation of how to relate to Hashem, how he matters in each and every one of our lives. And so the Tikkun Olam how-to book is going to give you the, the lowdown on all of the relationships, how we relate to each other, how we can relate to our family, how we relate to friends, you know, in, in a way and we could do it in a way that pleases Hashem, no matter how much you've been hurt. If you pass on something good, it's going to reach other people. And, you know, this is to me, this is why in some ways, too, I had joined CRS Radio. I went from Ariel's Torah Talk to CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat, which really is the same, one and the same, you know, program. Um, this is why, because I believe in the mission. I believe in what Dr. Evie's doing. I believe what in what Billy Tappan is doing, and they're doing a wonderful job. These programs that are on CRS is very important because it's going to be helping children. It's going to be helping people who uh, who can't really uh, get things. Dr. Evie is doing a wonderful job with the Give Back Jamaica because she's helping school children attain who don't who cannot afford shoes and she's giving people shoes for 
to put on their feet, these little kids, so they can go to school. And then the project that we have with Motown, with Billy Tappan and Mr. Billy Wilson and, and all of the other hosts and all of the other shows, it's going to be for a very, very good cause. I want everybody, if you can, listen in on the other programs, CRS Radio. Um, we have R&B chat. We have jazz chat. We have Motown. I mean, it's a lot of programs that's coming on CRS Radio. And I want you to, you know, kind of chime in. And enjoy the program. And you know um, the concerts that are coming up. One so concerts are coming up in Oakland, California, and we will be having a lot of the Motown alumni. You know, the people who belong to Motown. And but it's going to be for a very, very good cause because uh, Mr. Well, Billy Tappan, he was an organ transplantee. And he is going to be helping many children and many people that, you know, have to be in the hospital. We're even helping when we're doing the Israeli tour. We plan to bring Janet Jackson and all of the Lionel Richie, Smokey Robinson, all of the great artists. But they're going at the same time, it's going to be helping a good cause. I know many Israelis out there who are listening to the program, who live in Israel as we speak. Uh, we're going to be reaching out to Megan uh, David Adome. And this is a charity. Uh, this is an ambulance service in Israel, and um, they help people. It's a lot of volunteers, um, and I love, you know, the ambulance in Israel service. And they go throughout the country and even among Palestinians, and they help people who have been injured for various reasons. We will reach out and we will help that charity, Megan David Adome. And so it's like everything is, is for a good cause. And, I mean, these things are developing. We, I urge you to reach out to Dr. Evie on the Give Back Jamaica shoe drive for the children of Jamaica. I mean, because that thing is important. And then Gabrielle Entertainment. It's going to be awesome, y'all. It is going to be so awesome what's happening with the CRS radio chain. So I want you to keep your eyes and your ears open. And you know what? A comedy chat. If you want a good laugh every Friday while you're eating your lunch, if you at work, you are going to love Danny Redwine inner host pagan oh they are so funny but anyway please stay tuned and then the next black jewish queen live chat we still gonna be talking about passover because it's gonna be passover all right so stay tuned to the things that's happening and shoot me a text in the face group the facebook group I have it up. It's the Mashiach Crown. It's Ariel's Torah Talk group, but it's still Facebook group. But you have to go to crsradio.com Facebook group. Message me if you have any questions on the crsradio.com group. Message the Black Jewish, Jewish Queen live chat, 
if you have any questions about what's you know what's going what's going to happen and what's coming up. We have a few guests, like I said, on the ninth. The African American Jewish Friendship Group. It is going to be on the Black Jewish Queen live chat. But in any case, everybody, as you start the Passover season, Pishiach, I hope that you get all of those good recipes, and I hope that you enjoy it. That's 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 the main thing, you know, that everyone should be doing. You should be enjoying um, this um, holiday that's coming up, this feast day that is coming up. So I want to, at this time, thank you for listening in, the Black Jewish Queen, CRS Radio's The Black Jewish Queen live chat. We are the Knowledge Station, and there's a lot of good goodies coming up for you. So until next week, I hope you have a wonderful week. Shavua Tov, love to those in Israel, and love to those worldwide and here in the United States and in the Caribbean. Love to you. Love to you all, Caribbean Jews and the um, everyone in the Caribbean. Love to you all. And I hope you join me next week for another program. And it's going to be announced on the CRS webpage on Facebook. So stay tuned and talk to you soon and have a wonderful week.